Welcome back to another episode of the Eight Tracks Cassettes and Stereos podcast. Uh, if you're a first-time listener, welcome, welcome. And if you're a long-time listener, welcome back. Um, as always, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Music at Eight Tracks Cassettes and Stereos, and you can find us at um, Eight Tracks Cassettes and Stereos on Instagram as well. Um, my name is Nick. What's up, everybody? It's Mike. Hello, I'm Danny. Yeah, Danny is joining us this week. He's our cousin. Uh, he's visiting me um, with my last day of, with my last week of school, and we're going to the Dead and Co concert and driving home. So we're glad that he's that he's able to join us. Thanks for having me, guys. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we've been uh, having a plethora of guests recently, and uh, you know, if me and Mike were talking, and we were definitely overdue for having Danny on. So. Uh, you know, glad that you could join us, guy. Thanks. Glad I'm here. So, so yeah, hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed the uh, snake draft episode last week. I uh, know there was a lot of good banter and whatnot around the uh, around the walk-up songs and whatnot. So make sure that you give that a listen if you haven't already. We're going to be posting a graphic this week so that you guys can have a little bit more interaction on our picks. Um, but wanted to at least kick it off by uh, by having a little bit of a callback to uh, some stuff that we had discussed offline with uh, Big Mike that we forgot to mention during the pod um, that is musically related in regards to uh, some upcoming concerts and tours that are going on. So uh, in addition to the uh, Dead & Co. concert that the boys here are going to on uh, Tuesday down in the desert, uh, Big Mike... Sorry for not mentioning this last week. We wanted to make sure that we mentioned that uh, Luke Combs recently came through Chicago and is uh, having a uh, a U.S. tour going on right now. Not going to lie, if you, uh, it looked pretty sick from the pictures that I saw from Chicago um, with like the poured, uh, pouring rain and the downpour that was going on, and he kept it going, which is pretty sick. Um, then also he wanted to make, make sure that we mentioned that uh, Tedeschi Trucks and also Thomas Rhett are doing a, a U.S. tour this summer and whatnot. So uh, if this is the first time you're hearing about it and you're interested. Make sure you go out and buy ticks um, and whatnot. But I guess, you know, we in regards to uh, general music stuff, boys, uh, or maybe not music stuff, what have you guys been up to? Oh boy! Well, the note that I put, "Totk Tears of the Kingdom" came out on the uh, the old twelfth. There, it's consumed my life. It's been great. Um, it's got great music, great ambiance. I love it. Um, and then, you now I've been getting into blues traveler a little bit and that kind of music. Um, yeah, it, it came up on a <clears throat> Dave Matthews Band radio on Apple Music or on Amazon Music. And, uh, you know, Hook and uh, Runaround were both on it. And I'm like, hmm, this is actually pretty damn good. So I've um, been trying to, to listen to them a little bit more and appreciate that era of music. Sure, yeah. I am I feel like I know those two songs, but I need to do a little bit more of a deep dive on Blues Traveler. But, you know, definitely quintessential classic 90s music right there, no doubt. So, um. But yeah, I guess I guess on the topic of uh, Dave Matthews band, um, you know, I think it's worth mentioning that they just dropped their uh, most recent studio album on Friday um, called Walk Around the Moon. I know we've been gassing it up the last couple of weeks, but uh, 
gave it a listen recently and uh needless to say i think it's going to slap in concert when we go see them um in july you know i think it's a good mix yeah. of of slow jams and also uh more upbeat songs so it's definitely classic dave and i think it's going to be sick when we see him now so yeah i'm excited um it'll be the first time so i've, I've heard it's a amazing experience oh, yeah. so it's it'll be good to be able to knock it off the list absolutely yeah, that's that's most of the stuff that I've been listening to at least recently. You know, just with the new album coming out, I've been listening to a lot of Dave. Um, but I guess in general too, uh, I was in Kansas a couple weekends ago uh, for Kalen's cousin's graduation. Shout out Sean uh, for the big graduation. That boy got to experience uh, Pittsburgh, Kansas, and all that it had to offer. It was a good time, needless to say, uh, visiting Kalen's uh, alma mater and whatnot. But you know, every time I go to Kansas, make sure it's stop off at a record store that's in Lawrence and uh, came home with some hardware that you can uh, see behind me right now and which we'll get into a little bit later when we do our vinyl Friday recap. But uh, needless to say, Kansas, they always uh, they always seem to deliver with the vinyl and whatnot. So I uh, came home with a good, uh, good haul. Nice. Yeah, Demi, what have you been up to? Um, lately, I haven't been listening to too much music uh but there's been two songs i've been listening to every time i do listen to music and it's radar love by golden earring and then immediately followed up by black betty by ram jam i just, I just think that's a, a one two yeah. combo that is it's just hard to be and it's like I'll, I'll play them when i'm closing or on my way home from work and it's it just gets me in a good mood boy. i feel like those two songs complement each other pretty damn well yeah yeah you know who's I think of when I think of those songs, Mike? Both of them? Yeah, both of them, well, which is ironic. On, let me take a guess on Radar Love. Do you think of Sue and Bill from El Ray because they hate that song? Well, yeah, I do <laughs> I, I do think of them, but not direct, not directly. Oh, I don't know. I think uh, Radar Love. I think of uh, shout out Big Rob because he had that on a uh, oh, mix yeah. CD in the uh, in the Odyssey yeah. growing up. So, <laughs> and then uh, Black Betty is uh, the professor. Whenever I think of my Sharona, I think of uh, Mr. Stevens. Oh yeah, well that was also yeah. on the same was, uh, on the same the mixtape. So. I remember from the mixtape. That's the only one I remember. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That was that. That was on the mixtape. Um, that and uh, Robert Palmer. Yeah. <laughs> the doctor, give me the news. Those oh, are the yeah. only two songs I Those remember. Are... And a little bit of the Bodines. I think the Bodines were on that playlist too. Dude, the Bodines yeah. slap. Bodines don't get get really enough. Uh, they don't give enough airtime. They got jams yeah. though. Yeah, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. So. Bruh. <laughs> Jeez, I haven't thought about those songs in a long time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, other than tunes and traveling a lot, uh, going to a lot of Cubs games, uh, even though they low-key, actually high-key stink right now. They're on a big old stinker. They got smoked today. Um, but got a, Cub, got a Cubs game this week. Got a Cubs game before we uh, jump across the pond in a couple of weeks on our vacation. But, you know, other than that... Uh, just getting pumped for the Indy 500 and, uh, like I said, jumping across the pond to Italy. So, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. I need a vacation big time. So, 
it's uh, it's definitely overdue, and I uh, I need to get away. He also said. But, I agree. Um, I guess without further ado, should we get into a little uh, Vinyl Friday recap from the last two weeks? Like I said, I got the uh, I decided to mix it up this week and and put the albums behind me here on the wall. Um, so I figured we could uh, kick it off with a little uh, Highway to Hell ACDC recap. Mm-hmm. Um, so to give a little uh, per usual background on the album, um, Highway to Hell hit store shelves on uh, in July of 1979. And uh, I think, you know, it's widely considered to be the band's breakthrough album, in my opinion. I think the opinion of most. Um, and I guess, yeah, I mean, it features... I'd say some of their biggest hits, including the title track, Highway to Hell, um, the song we featured in the Vinyl Friday post, which is If You Want Blood, You Got It, and Shot Down mm-hmm. in Flames. Um, and then I, it's also worth pointing out that this was actually the last album that ACDC released with original singer and founding member Bon Scott um, before he died, um, which then I guess ushered in you know, the Brian Johnson era and Back in Black. So... Uh, Neil's to say, I feel like the album weighs heavy and, you know, I feel like it's quintessential 70s rock and classic mm-hmm. ACDC. So, you know, I know you're a big ACDC guy, so I figured uh, I figured you definitely had some thoughts on this one. Yeah, I mean, so they're one of those bands. They're just so iconic. They're still playing today. Brian Johnson is uh, I've heard he's a great guy. He's a very nice guy. But he's a lunatic. I mean, he's losing his hearing. He retired. Then he's like, fuck my hearing. I'm coming back. Um, and I, I mean, as much as you could say it was the breakthrough album, if you look at all the other ones, High Voltage, um, it's got tons of great music on it. High Voltage, um, TNT, Live Wire, It's a Long Way to the Top. Same thing with Dirty Deeds. Great album. A lot of famous songs on it. But when you say ACDC, you think Highway to Hell, right? You think If You Want Blood. Um Girls Got Rhythm, a song that you didn't mention, is a great song. So, I mean, Highway to Hell, Back in Black, those are two of ACDC's most famous songs. And the fact that they could go from Bon Scott and be arguably more successful under Brian Johnson with the next album is, it's crazy to think of. Um, I love the album. Forward to Back, it's great. I don't think there's a single bad song on it. Every one of them carries its own weight. So, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think most I I alluded to it in the post and whatnot, but uh, but most of the songs deal with like pretty much the classic like sex, yeah. drugs, rock and roll themes that uh, people tend to think of when they think of classic rock. Um, and if you look at a lot of the songs, there's a lot of uh, euphemisms in there. So, uh, you know, just take a look at the track list and you'll know what I mean. Um, but I guess the question I did want to pose to you, you know, I feel like whenever you talk about ACDC, it comes up as, are you more of a Bon Scott guy or are you more of a uh, Brian Johnson guy? Oh, man. Uh, bon Scott. Well, yeah. I, I gotta say, I say Brian Johnson. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think Bon Scott, I just, I'm not knocking Brian Johnson. I think Back in Black is one of the best albums of all time. Um, I think he's got a very unique voice. Like, For Those About to Rock is another good album. But if you look at it, like, Back in Black's great. I don't think there's too many popular songs on For Those About to Rock. Who Made Who is another great album that has, like, You Shook Me All Night Long on it. 
it's got Hell's Bells again and Shake Your Foundation, which was on Back in Black. So, Shake Your I Foundation's mean, a good ACDC deep cut BT dub, by the way. So. Oh, sorry, I fact checked. Steve Steve told me it's not it's not on Back in Black. Yeah, um, what the hell, dude? Steve's get, Steve, you have the bad information, dude. You got to start making sorry. sure Steve checks your facts before we start yeah. recording. So, I mean, it's a tough debate, but I think ACDC with Brian Johnson, every single album from front to back had great songs on it, unbelievable songs on it. And if you were to make a list of ACDC's greatest hit songs i think there's more that fall under that early era than there do than there are that era in the brian johnson era i'm not knocking it i just prefer the music from the 70s that hard rock more yeah i think their style definitely changed a little bit with brian johnson but like personally i like uh bon scott era more but i feel like if you went up to someone on the street and asked them to name an ACDC song, they would probably name one from the Brian Johnson era because they were yeah. more like chart topping hits. Yeah. Um, but I do agree that like, I mean, I it, would be, the, it would either it's be also like a function of them being later in their career. Yeah, it is like they, yeah. their, their earlier album wasn't chart topping because no one knew who ACDC was yet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty easy to, to make noise once you've made it versus make noise when you're not yet there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, if you look at their top five, their top five streamed, it's TNT and Highway to Hell from the from the Bon Scott, and then the other three, Thunderstruck, Back in Black. You shook me all night long, but I think people would name those three versus the other two. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like it's kind of splitting hairs, but I think the best way to put it is that uh, Bon Scott walked so that uh, Brian Johnson could run with ACDC. So, you know, I feel like you can love them both for, uh, for their own separate reasons, but needless to say they were able to keep ACDC going, which is the important thing. So, uh, any other final Brian, thoughts about, Brian uh, Johnson, or sorry, Bon Scott actually started his career in the Valentines, a group from the 60s, 70s. Really? There yeah, you, you can go. actually see a video of him singing back up on build me up buttercup. Oh, mom. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> Bon Scott singing "Build Me Up Buttercup." Swear to God, I'm looking oh, at it right now. Bon Scott is in the band. Yep, I guess chiefly I noted for their lead singers, Bon Scott. Let's see, wow, he is right there. Damn, the red is real striking. Yeah, I'll have to give it a listen after we uh, after we finish up tonight. That's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. But uh, I guess I. Uh, if there's no other final thoughts on uh, the all-timer Highway to Hell, I think we could probably transition into the Vinyl Friday post from this past week, which is also behind me. Um, also, the album that I recently purchased, so uh, it's a new addition to the old collection here. But uh, if you didn't see on Instagram last week, we featured uh, the uh, all-time classic Dire Straits album, Brothers in Arms, um, which was released in May of 1985. Um, and not only was I feel like this post inspired by the, the recent purchase that I mentioned, but also if you listened to episode eight of the pod, um, this song, I guess the song Money for Nothing that uh, our friend Danny picked in the snake draft definitely inspired this album. Um, so it's kind of like two things came together and uh, I was happy that we got to feature this album finally because I really like it. 
Um, so if you don't know or you didn't see the post again, uh, this album features two of Dire Straits' biggest all-time hits, which is Money for Nothing and Walk of Life. Um, Money for Nothing specifically re- uh, received heavy airtime on MTV. Um, and if you didn't know, features Sting on backing vocals um, as well in the, uh, in the intro and throughout the song. Um, but also, ironically enough, most of the album's songs and the title track and the name of the album actually have themes of militarism and war. Um, so, you know, if you look at the track list and you listen to the lyrics, that's where actually most of the uh, the themes of the album come from. So, uh, you know, Mike, any uh, any thoughts on Brothers in Arms? You know what? Actually, it's one of those albums that I've never really listened to all the way through, right? There's a couple of them I've listened to. Obviously, Money for Nothing is one of them, and Walk Banger. of Life. But Banger. Dire Straits is just a band that I haven't really gotten big into. I haven't listened to him too much. I respect Mark Knopfler. I mean, he doesn't use a pick, and he's got like this claw grip that he uses, where he like he makes his fingers look like a crab claw. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. He cool. doesn't use a pick. Yeah, that's how he gets his sound. Um. And uh, he tends to play a Fender Strat, but on Money for Nothing, he actually uses uh, a Gibson Les Paul just because of the humbucking pickups. So yeah. it changes the sound a little bit, but that's another way that he's also able to get that ba 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 is from him slamming the strings with his fingers. Mm-hmm. So he's he's definitely a guru and just a mil- uh, just a musical god. I mean, he's great at his craft. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, hand up. I feel like Dire Straits is definitely in a, a gray area for me. Like, obviously, I know the mm-hmm. the hits, Sultans of Swing, and and the two that we mentioned that are on this album as well. But um, the the first song off of this album, which is called So Far Away, is actually a really good uh, slow jam that they play. And yeah. Knopfler's lyrics are uh, kind of mesmerizing at the end of the day. So. Um, you know, like I said, I, I also had not listened to the album all the way through until recently. And then I bought it and I was like, this album slaps. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it has the two of their biggest songs and I listed all the accolades in the post. Um, but it was actually the first album to sell a million copies on CD ever, really? um, which is pretty cool. Wow. Um, and then it's uh, it's top 10, I think, in the post. Steve maybe can fact check me on this. I uh, I mentioned that it was top 10 all time in terms of record sales for a UK album ever, um, hmm. which is pretty cool. So, um, so yeah, I mean, we'll get Steve but, on that soon. Hmm. Yeah, like I said, I, I it was a gray area, but once I started digging into it and listening to it, I was like, man, this is actually a pretty, uh, a pretty important album to uk rock history so you know we just did a final friday series on uk um you know rock and classic rock from the across the pond and i felt like you know i wasn't intending to but this album kind of fits in nicely with that uh with that grouping of albums as well so so before we uh before we move on beep 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 breaking news I just was on social media. The Foo Fighters actually released who their drummer is going to be now. Oh, yeah? Josh Freeze. He's been a drummer for the band The Vandals, Devo since 1996, played with Guns N' Roses from 97 to 2000, uh, Nine Inch Nails, and Weezer. 
Is he? But he's not Weezer's drummer, right? He's just like he's just he's just toured with Weezer. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm. I'm pretty surprised if I'm being completely honest. I thought that for this first album and the accompanying tour that I assume is going to happen, that uh, Dave would actually play drums. Um, so I it's in. I guess I'll have to wait and see when the album comes out to see how many songs that he's featured on drums. Because um, mm-hmm. like I said, that's what I thought would be the case is that he would be playing that. Um, but, you know, it's pretty cool that... They're able to. It'll be interesting, I guess, to see how they persevere without Taylor and whatnot. I know we've been talking yeah. about it on the pod and, and whatnot uh, the last couple episodes as they've been releasing singles from the new album. Um, but yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm glad that they finally found someone. And like I said, interested to see how it plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they they just released another single uh, off of the new album think in like the middle of this past week if i'm not mistaken we were featuring it on the uh on the social pages and whatnot it's definitely different than the first one that they released um two very different vibes so i'm interested to see what the album uh, is going to be like so the one they just released this past week uh, is called under you um i think that came out on thursday maybe of this past week and then Rescued was the first one, which I feel like I was reading an art article and I feel like it's most evident on that one. But I think this album overall is going to be pretty emotional and like yeah, a lot about Taylor, which I feel like comes as no surprise. But, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it'll definitely be interesting to see what the tour is like for sure. And the album itself. So pretty cool. Well, shall we? uh transition into a little uh tracklist takedown so oh i got uh, i got one one uh thing to talk about that happened this past week in rock and roll history um in 1987 beep, 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 breaking news yeah well, falls on the tracklist takedown over 35 years late <laughs> but um uh, <laughs> this is actually about tom petty in um on may 17th 1987 tom petty's house was burnt down by an arsonist really and he he was pretty traumatized by the event and like his, his whole family survived him and his whole family survived he had to crawl out of his house because he was uh, he, he was afraid he, he couldn't run or walk uh, straight up but uh, the whole family made it but the house was completely gone except for a part of his recording studio in the basement and the song inspired him to then write i won't back down nice wow. i didn't cool. know that yeah, it's really cool. So May seventeenth so was the was the time, day Tom Petty was inspired to write my favorite song of his. Nice. There you go. Damn, that's I didn't what know we're that. looking for, folks. Yeah, that's what we're here for, baby. <laughs> These are the hard hitting facts. Double check all those. <laughs> yeah, yeah Steve, cool. make sure you go fact check Danny. Yeah, I'm pretty sure like the the arsonist was never found. Like like there there was an investigation and all, and they found out that uh. He poured like lighter fluid on the back patio or porch and just lit that and let the house go. But no one was ever like no suspects were ever found. Nothing about it. Sheesh. Which is which is kind of scary because Tom Petty was like, now I know people like are out to get me. Yeah. Crazy thing. But I think he made the best of that situation and and wrote a a fantastic song. Yeah. All time banger. So. Damn, now I'm, you know, memories are just rushing back about how I never got to see him and I'm 
pissed off all over again. But R.I.P. Tom, I'll never forget you. So thanks for dropping that factoid guy. I didn't know that. Yeah, thank you. Well, I should bring you on more often. Yeah. You just like came out of nowhere with that. Jeez. I know. I just pause the track you, list takedown. Who cares Steve? about I, that? Yeah. We might have to is have this interviews. Steve over here? Yeah. <laughs> I had actually heard it um, uh, on the radio, and I was like, "Hey, I gotta talk about this because this is a pretty incredible yeah. thing." Like, mm-hmm. That's really cool. that. I love well, it. Well, you started talking about it. I'm like, "Okay, Tom Petty's house broke down on this day in '86," and then you came out with that, and I was like, "Oh, wow, that's actually really cool." Well, I had to give you the context. Yeah, right? yeah, that's true. There you oh, go. Oh, here comes our companion, Steve. <laughs> Steve's walking in the room right now. Let me get scratches. Rascal. Uh, he's a he's a piglet. He was a mountain dog today. Side side uh, side nod. We took we took him up to Mount Lemon, nine thousand feet up in the air. Yeah, boy. Yeah, I saw him real well today. Yeah. You hear that uh that that collar rattle? Yeah, that old jingle jangle. I'm surprised yeah. he's not gassed. <laughs> oh, he, he was. He yeah. was. Yeah. Took a nap Let's and now see. he's ready to go again. Yeah. <laughs> Steve yeah. is coming in. He's like, you you dicks. You didn't ask me for any fact checks. <laughs> Yeah, it's because he was sleeping, slacking on the job per usual. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, are we, right. what are we gonna do with you, bro? All right, I say we uh, we officially now transition into uh, a trackless takedown segment. So uh, I'll say that uh, this this one was definitely inspired by uh, by Mike. I feel like he's been talking about this for the last couple of uh, of episodes. I have been. I'm, I know. I am extremely excited. So especially so, because my new favorite game came out. I know. So I <laughs> guess that you could say I guess you could say that this this segment, uh, this trackless takedown segment was inspired by the recent release of uh, of Tears the game of the that yeah, Tears of the Kingdom that Mike mentioned earlier. So uh, you know, cats out of the bag. This trackless takedown is gonna be uh best video game soundtracks. Um so yeah. <laughs> I feel like Danny and I were joking about this this week. This is definitely Mike's forte. Um, and I feel like <laughs> it was I'm, perfect to bring him on, though. I know it was good. It was good to bring Danny on for this. Yeah, but yeah. I feel like your list and my list are going to be very different. Our, our list is going to be similar. I, I still think our list will all be his list is going to be very different. Your list is going to be the other opposite end of the spectrum. And my list is probably going to be right in the middle of each other. I can right. see that. I, yeah, I feel like unlike the last one where we had a little bit of overlap, um, and I guess I'm interested to see what you what you do pick, but uh, yeah. yeah, I I think I'm gonna be on the complete opposite end of the spectrum, like you mentioned. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I guess this is your segment, so I feel like it's only appropriate that uh, that you kick it off here. Oh, mama! Well. It's a lofty, lofty start here, but what do I want to start with? I mean, it's not a draft. I could just pick any of them. It's not you can just pick draft. anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's no okay. one. Okay, okay, okay. I gotta set the tone. I gotta set the tone. It's one of my one of my favorite songs to listen to in a video game. You come up and you're just like grooving the whole time. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm going with Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker. You're sailing across the seven seas. You come up to Dragon Roost Island and you you hear a banger of a song put on by Koji Kondo, the true maestro of video game soundtracks. Oh, and and even when you're playing Tears of the Kingdom, you're going up to the Rito Village and you hear this slowed down version of the Dragon Roost Island song. Unbelievable song. 
I could I could party to that song. You know, you can mix it up and have a great time to it. It's great. So that's what I'm starting with. The Legend of Zelda, Wind Waker. I, well, I I don't really have a lot of commentary on this. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I said, uh, our lists are going to be so different that I I don't have any comment. So I'm, I'm sure but that... Danny has comments, though. I, I know, I, Danny, I this is comments. where you chime I've, in because uh, I, I don't game. have anything to add. I played the game, and I am a big fan of, of its music as well. Um, Mike mentioned the Dragon Roost Island track. Um, uh, th- there's tons of variations of it. It's one of the most popular Zelda uh, tracks. You can find so much on YouTube of mm-hmm. it. But other mention, uh, good mentions in the game is um, the o- just the overworld music when you're sailing around. It's just so triumphant, and you, you just feel like you could capture anything. You, you could yeah. do anything in the game, like sailing around. And then... Um, some of the boss music in that game. I believe it's uh, uh, one of the last dungeons, the boss music to it. I, I can't remember the name of the song, but it's oh, so the boss music mm-hmm. in that game is, is really great. Oh, it, it sets a tone, man. It's so peaceful. Like, that's one of the greatest things about those games is, like, you feel like you get transported into, like, literally into the cartoon, into the video game. And it's just so peaceful. It's great. I can remember the name of the boss, but not the song. <laughs> Regardless, great game, great sound. All right, I'll, I'll take your word for it, Niels. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. Danny, you're up. Your first pick. All right, my first pick uh, is this one's a classic, but it's a little specific. It's this. It's Skyrim, but specifically the ambient music. Ooh boy! I, if, oh. if I need to get work done. I will okay. put on the Skyrim ambient music soundtrack for like six to ten hours and crank work out. Uh, I'm telling That's you, good. it is it is some some of the best background music you could ask for. What do you think, Steve? Yes, Steve says yes. That's that's a good one. Yeah, and the shout out to Jeremy Soul, the music lead on Skyrim. He's a uh, nice. he's a uh, big at Bethesda music or big in doing music at Bethesda, but I think is most notable with Skyrim. All right. Again, I I played Skyrim here and there, but uh, I'll I'll have to take your word for it. So uh, good. Two out of three know. agree. <laughs> two out of three agree. Okay. And you know you know what Meatloaf says: two out of three ain't bad. So two out of three ain't bad indeed. <laughs> All right. Well, before I guess I get into the ones that I feel like are going to be very different than uh, what you guys are going to pick, I guess I'll I'll pick more within the spirit of the category of nice. best movie game soundtracks <laughs> first. Um, and I'm going to go with Halo 3. Ooh, I was not expecting uh, you to say that. I, I, so, I didn't say it. I didn't yeah, so we, we definitely were... Uh, exactly, that's why. And I we, we grew up as uh, PlayStation and uh, Nintendo guys, so we didn't have Xbox yeah. growing up, but... All my friends did, and anytime we went over to, I went over to one of their houses. We were always playing Halo, um, and then also worth mentioning, every yep. year uh, in Boy Scouts, we would do a uh, ski trip up to uh, Wisconsin, and uh, it was oh, the one boy. camp out that we didn't bring, uh, that we didn't sleep in tents. I guess um, we would rent a cabin, and everyone would bring their Xboxes, and we would do Halo Land parties, um, and that was like outside of zombie with the warthog 
exactly exactly so outside of just the general playing halo here and there because also most of my friends were sony guys um and playstation guys growing up that was Mm -hmm. like my weekend where i would let loose on halo and xbox so uh so yeah wanted to give a special shout out driving away exactly exactly (laughs) so and just like all-time classic video game music and uh yeah so wanted to give it a special shout out my first first pick so Halo 3. I like that. Nice one. Um, the, the rest of my picks will not be anything like that. So I just, as a, as a, you know, a tip of the cap to the category, I felt like I should uh, go with the spirit of the category first. Thank you. So, Thank yeah, you. you're welcome. I, pre- you're I appreciate welcome. that. Um, you know, I'm going to do one more following the category, and then I'm going to stick closer to Nick. Um, you don't have to. You well, can do whatever no, you want, guy. Wait, okay, we'll, we'll see. Um. You know, it's it's a classic summer evening. You know, I remember all the cousins hanging out around the GameCube, and you hear Mario Kart Double Dash, <laughs> <laughs> dropping some Sheldon J. Plankies behind it, <laughs> beaming people with some green shells. The family oh. getting ripped apart, and then our parents coming upstairs and screaming at us, taking the GameCube yeah. away. <laughs> Mario Kart Double Dash is such a fun soundtrack, and I'm gonna be really honest here. There's been times where I've put, I've turned the soundtrack on while I'm driving, and it's so much <laughs> while fun. While you're driving, it's so much fun. It's so weird, but it's so fun. And like the Rainbow Road soundtrack is great. You know, you got uh, the Baby Park is so fun. Uh, the the DK Mountain song, it's it's just it's iconic. It's nostalgic, and I can't get the 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 Luigi. Um, Search. Yeah, Luigi's Circuit theme out of my head. And immediately when I when I play that, it's gonna feel like I'm going back to 2006, going home from from school, playing Mario Kart, eating Doritos, getting picked up for dinner, and doing it all over again. There you go. Great pick. Great pick. Had to have it on your list. So. Oh, hundred percent. That boy. Right. Uh, my next pick is uh, the Hollow Knight soundtrack by Christopher Larkin. Nice guy. Um, I, I'm a big fan of that game, but uh, it's it's kind of similar to Skyrim, where like mm-hmm. there's a lot of more ambient music, but still the boss music in that game is 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 really great boss yeah. music. The uh, the Sisters of Battle boss music and the uh, Traitor Lord boss music uh, are are a lot of fun, and then also Dung Defender. That's a fun. Mm-hmm fun uh, theme but th- there's so much more and then i won't i won't say the names of some more because they're spoilers but uh like the fights at the end of the game just oh just really great because um they they build a, a lot of the fights have different phases so like once you progress like the music changes as you're playing in the fight so it's that kind of um, progression is yeah. just really great to listen to when you're playing a game you know, but it's like all that music is super intense. So I really can't listen to that while I'm working or anything. I'll just get my heart rate too high. I, again, going with me, Loaf, two out of three and bad. I've hung out with Danny while he's playing Hollow Knight. Great soundtrack. I know it's it's an indie game, so a lot of you yeah, guys won't indie know Indie game it. by Team Cherry. Yeah. They're coming out with a new game, uh, the sequel to its Silk Song. Release date is not known yet, but hopefully they'll come out with that game in the yeah. next two years. It's a, it's a tough game, but it's, the soundtrack is beautiful. Yeah. I don't know if you guys saw what I did when you first started describing this, but I just I went saw. like this. 
<laughs> never heard of the game before so again i'm gonna have to take your word for it's it okay. but I'm, I'm sure it's a great soundtrack oh all right well as i mentioned my picks probably will not not be very similar to yours so um you know when i think of video game soundtracks when i was going through my list originally i was thinking mostly sports games um yeah and so like games were like songs of like actually like songs in the current day and age are on the game um and you know this one is very close to my heart uh we played it a shit ton growing up and uh it's you know it's got to be mad no five with, oh, ray was lewis on the, with ray lewis on the front cover uh so <laughs> i just wanted to rattle off a couple of songs uh that were on the game that were our all-time mm-hmm. bangers so uh the you have american idiot green day mm-hmm. Uh, Take Me Out, Franz Ferdinand, uh, Two Time in Broken Bones, uh, Listen to the DJ, and Saturday Night. Um, so Saturday Night, and I don't, I don't know who the artist is off the top of my head, but that was the song and Two Time in Broken Bones that you played when you were doing the uh, the drills in yeah. Madden 05. So when you were just trying to collect coins so that you could unlock the the old classic teams, um, so you would essentially just do like rushing drills or like pass rushing or precision passing drills. And those were the two songs that, uh, popped into my head and, um, and listen to the music also was a classic, uh, create a character song. Um, so if you want, if you were a, a boner and you were creating like a 99 overall guy and like burying him on your roster, uh, that song was always in the, uh, create yeah. a player m- mode. So, uh, like I said, we uh, we played a, this game a shit ton growing up. Uh, I feel like this is where Mike first fell in love with the Indianapolis Colts and Peyton Manning oh. because he had oh. to play as the best. Okay, hold on. <laughs> hold on here. Hold on here. This is how I remember it, okay? I was, what, like eight years old? I didn't know much about football, and I simply said, hey, what's a good team? And he told me what team I should play as, and there we go. The rest that's, is history. That's how you became a fan. That's my hero right there, Peyton Manning. I was like eight years old. I couldn't play as the Bears. He was the Bears. Yeah, had to be the Bears. I never knew that one. Yeah, yeah I couldn't play as the Bears. More you know, more you know. So yeah, yeah. My first as as my first you know actual pick that I had on my list. Like I said, I had to give Halo Three as the first shout out, but uh, Madden No Five had to have it on my my list. So. It's got I it's will, got bangers uh, from the mid 2000s, so you know any young boy around our age had this game, and uh, happy to have it. You'll say. I'm gonna play put some homage onto you for my next pick. Uh, I actually have a workout playlist, and I'm pretty out of shape, and it's obvious I haven't worked out in a while and listened to the playlist in a while. But um, not, I boxed to the Rocky soundtrack. That's a movie soundtrack, though. But in my workout soundtrack is M- is Madden 05 and this game soundtrack. And it's I just remember playing it on PS2, sitting on my wooden chair in my college dorm, playing as Michigan, U of I, Northwestern, NCAA 06 with Desmond Howard on the front cover. Add it. That was <laughs> added on my list there as well. Sitting listening to Train in Vain in the dorm room on the tube TV, man. <laughs> Looking at the college picture of your girlfriend who is 
yeah who would get hotter as you got older so your your freshman year girlfriend was very ugly and then by the time you got (laughs) to uh senior year in grad school she was a illustrated swimsuit yeah she she was a smoke by the time you got to grad school and senior year so uh it's got it's got a weird variety of songs like the clash train in vain which is not from 2006 de la soul me myself and i it's got this is Shangri-La. T experience more than toast. This is Shangri-La. Jeff wears Birkenstocks. Great song. Debaser by the Pixies. Debaser. So, hyper enough. I know I'm hyper enough as it is. Such a good track. Such a good soundtrack. So nostalgic again, right? And hyper enough as it is was the first. I feel like that was the first song that came on in your dorm room. Uh, and that was also like another. You, that was also another like training montage song too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yep. I, I literally work out to the Madden 05 soundtrack and the NCAA 06 soundtrack, mixed in with some other like vibes like uh, like Paramore and that, and it's like the greatest experience to work out to. It's oh, so yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was my. I had that as well. So I have, you know, three out of my five already picked and whatnot. It's a great yeah. soundtrack. Um. Also, also worth mentioning, uh, me, myself, and I, and Kill Your Television, also great songs. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, played that game a shit ton. Won Illinois a bunch of natties and Heisman trophies. <laughs> um, <laughs> when I uh, got my wisdom teeth taken out, and this was like right before our PS2 finally crapped out, I was like, you know, home for Thanksgiving and I couldn't do anything. And so I just created a, a running back at Illinois named Nick Schwingbeck yeah. and won like four straight Heisman's and four Natties. So that's, that's, that's what I did over uh, Thanksgiving break when I was, uh, you know, in so in pain for my wisdom teeth getting pulled out. So, yeah, great game. Nice, Danny, you're up, guy. All right. Uh, my next one is the Super Mario Sunshine soundtrack. Oh boy. I, I, I can't yeah. attest. I can't attest. This is a great soundtrack. I can finally jump <laughs> in here. <laughs> it's just one of the also, you got to mention, it's just one of the funnest games I've ever played in my life. I swear to It's such a fun game Sorry, to play. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's also Koji Kondo. Um, oh, another Koji legend. Kondo. Yeah, a legend. legend at Nintendo. But, um, but uh, what do you guys say? A Delfino Plaza? That, that song oh, is just such unbelievable. A, it's so much fun. To when the squids would put all the ink all over Delfino Plaza and you had to use the uh, the jetpack yeah. with the water, the yeah. water pack to get all the ink off. Uh, what, yeah, just just a great soundtrack. If you haven't played that game, go go yeah. play it. It's, uh, it's That game was Big all about fan. fun. And the soundtrack Big just fan. lets you have so much fun. So good. I meme around with my students. I play a hour long version of Delfino Plaza, but it never starts. So it's only the beginning. It's the. Yeah. <laughs> that's the only thing it is. It never gets into the actual like quote unquote verses and choruses of the song. It's only the start. And the kids are like, we're sitting there like bobbing our heads and kids are looking at me and I'm like, okay, here's the beat drop. Here's the beat drop. And then when it drops, they're like, wait, what's going on here? <laughs> you should do the same thing with pumped up kicks, but oh, it never God. actually starts. The oh, lyrics. 
dum bum 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 bum. That's that's just all that goes. Yeah, it's just that felt. I did that once at a party in college and fucked with a ton of people. Oh god! Because <laughs> everyone's like, "When is the lyrics about to start?" Never. That's the thing. It's oh, oh man, that is too funny. Great, great pick. I can, I can attest. We got, we finally got all three of us on, on the same page on a game. Great, great soundtrack. All right, Nick, what's your next one? All right, so Mike, I will. Uh, I also had NCAA 06. You know, another very personal pick. Game close to my heart. Uh, and I'm gonna bring another game that's very close to our I heart. I guess what it is. No, because you probably know what it is because I talk about it all the time. There's three games from my from my childhood that we played a shit ton. Yeah, I think one was have. Madden 05, one was NCAA Football 06, and the other was MVP Baseball 2005. Yep, list. Yep. EA Sports. It's in the game. So we played with Manny Ramirez on the front cover, and the, uh, yep. the title track was Tessie by Dropkick Murphy. Oof. Oof. And it was the red, and it was because, you know, Red Sox, Boston, yeah. they had just won the World Series, so that's why Man the Ram Boston was on Red the front Sox cover. Just won the World Series. Yeah, good one. Nice. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, Tessie was a good song. Uh, you Owe Me an IOU, uh, Funny yep. Little Feeling, Honest Mistake, mm-hmm. Let It Dive. Let It Dive was the, uh, the song that they would play when you were picking teams for an exhibition game and changing your lineup. That was an all-time war. And then uh, We Got the Noise was another great you know song on that. Really uh, got a, uh, Finding Out True Love is Blind. Great song. Yeah, that's a good, good that song. That is a great song. Yeah. So Tessie was the first song that they would play when you first started. Um, but then, like, Funny Little Feeling and uh, and Let It Dive were, like, what you would uh, – what they would play when you were, create, or like, picking your team for an exhibition game. And then like we got the noise and and uh, an honest mistake were the ones when you were like rigging your team to like so like when we had the game we got it new but then like obviously over the course of time there was be- this was back in the day when live rosters didn't exist so you were constantly like trading people to the Cubs or the yeah. Red Sox or whatever to make sure that the the teams were current and uh, so I, every time I was gassing up the Cubs making sure that they were current. Uh, those were the songs that are always play. So, yeah, like I said, the holy trinity of uh, video games from my childhood, mm-hmm. Madden 05, MVP 05, and uh, NCAA Football 06. So, happy to have it on my list. Nice. Yeah, nice. So, is this is this the fourth pick or the third pick? Or the fifth pick? Uh I think it's your fourth, my fifth is coming up. So you guys should go, and then I'll pick my last one. So So this is my fifth pick? No, this is, no, this is your this fourth. Is fourth. This is my round. Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, okay. it's because we both had MVP 06, or NCAA 06, so oh, yeah. technically I've already made it's a selection. Wind Waker, so. Mario Kart, NCAA 06. Yeah. So this is four. Yeah, yeah, yeah so that, you guys NC- should go. NCAA 06, I've never played that game, so I can't comment on it. Sorry, guys. <laughs> So it's a banger. It's got this, great. Uh, this soundtrack for me is. See, I'm, I'm going to pick this one now because I think Danny's going to pick one of the ones that I want to pick. And if he doesn't, then I'm just going to go with it for five. But, oh, everybody's played Roller Coaster Tycoon before. But if you haven't played Thrillville off the rails, 
let me tell you, the soundtrack is loaded. <laughs> they got Fountains of Wayne, OK Go, Here It Goes Again. They have Blur. Uh, they have like early Miley Cyrus stuff. They have Yellow Card, Ocean Avenue, Ali and AJ's potential breakup song. Wait, what and, game and is the, this? This is this is Thrillville off the rails where you oh, make the you make, the, you make the amusement park. Yeah. They got game. Natasha Bedingfield's Unwritten and KT Tunsil's Suddenly I See, and you're just running oh. around the park putting <laughs> stuff up, setting things up, and you're just listening to the songs like Suddenly I See, and it's like oh, it's so much fun. Oh my oh, god, it, it's the like I mean, there's amusement parks that have great songs that that hear with the loudspeaker. To me, this is the most stereotypical, loaded amusement park soundtrack. Oh, yeah. It's great. Brings me back to the PS2 days. Oh, tremendous experience. Big fan. Great pick. Yep. Did Big not yeah. did not see that one coming. Yeah. But Dark Horse I have pick to, right there. Dark Horse pick. my cap. Great, great soundtrack. All right. Uh, I'm up next. And I've got one that um, I think the music in this uh, is incredibly, like, culturally relevant kind of it's um i don't know how it's it's not just one soundtrack it's the music to wii sports um the Ooh. Wii section in Ooh. like all the nintendo wii things oh yeah like wii sports <laughs> wii music and it was composed by a guy named uh kazumi uh totaka hope i pronounced that all right um kazumi if you didn't let us know yeah so steve fact check that <laughs> but um I just think like in TikToks and everything yeah. nowadays, all yeah. that music yeah. Yeah. is just used so much yeah. and like there's tons of variations on it. So I got a shout out to all the Wii music, um, Wii Sports, the the Miiverse, whatever. I can't remember what oh, it's yeah. called, but all of that music is, you hear so much of it on TikTok mm. and everything. Yeah, boy. Yeah, great. I, I can attest two thumbs too. up, two thumbs up for me. Yeah. Great pick. All right, this is my last one, um, and this is probably the game of the ones that I have on my list that I played the least, but the music and the soundtrack is very memorable and also very iconic. Um, so while I didn't play it a lot, I feel like it's a, you know, it's probably chalky, but I had to have it on my list and it's Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Oh, so yes, sir. the only Good time one. I ever played yes, it man. was uh, when I was at Jordan Thomas's house. Shout out Jordan Thomas. He he was a big skateboarder growing up. Nice. And when I went over to his house, we always played Tony Hawk. Not the golfer, though. Or yeah, just not, Justin Thomas. Sorry, that's, yeah, Justin, that's Thomas. Justin Thomas. Jordan Thomas. Mix, mix, mix Spieth and jo- Jordan Spieth and Justin Thomas together. Not that guy. They're yeah, pretty much well, the same person. P- PGA was, was this weekend, so I'll, I'll give you a free pass there. But uh, but yeah, so a couple of songs I wanted to highlight from this uh, video game was uh, Superman, Here and Now, Jerry Was a Race Car Driver, and uh, Ain't Got Time to Waste. So definitely, uh, like I said, a, a game that I didn't play a lot but uh, a game that I had to have on my list. Um, and I would be remiss if it wasn't, uh, if it wasn't given it's a special shout out. So. I like the yeah. pick. Same. Yeah. That's a, those are legendary soundtracks. 
Oh yeah, and just like messing around skateboard, just your guy just yeah. eating shit and his blood just yeah. lying everywhere. So he should be dead, but somehow he's not. Yeah. He's not dead, yeah. yeah. Just under several G's of pressure yeah. when coming down from some of the spins. <laughs> oh yeah. What an experience. So, so yeah, that rounds out my list. So very happy. Had you know, like I said, mine probably not the same, similar uh, to your guys's, but uh, you know. Okay. All all grade A in in my uh, video games in my book. So, so this I was gonna I showed Danny what I was gonna go with. That's why we were on mute talking. But I thought about this at the last second when I realized I didn't want to go with one of my last picks. And when I got COVID like two Novembers ago, I played the entire series of this game. And during my whole quarantine, and I finished the fourth one when I was And I just saw the movie last school year, and there's so many Easter eggs in the movies. Naughty Dogs, Uncharted series. I I can't believe I didn't think about it, but the soundtrack to Uncharted is so iconic. It's good. And and the movie had the soundtrack in it, and then there was a part where they go up on the beach of this country – and the uh, the actor, the voice actor that plays Nathan Drake is one of the beachgoers. That's and he cool. says something to them. And then there's a briefcase that has a Naughty Dog sticker on it. Great soundtrack. Makes me feel like I'm Indiana Jones walking around different ruins. Oh, yeah. Trying to search for lost treasures. Any of the Uncharted games fits that vibe. It's the same soundtrack across the four. But it Big takes fan. me back to that quarantine where I literally played all four Uncharted games in a week and a half. Big fan. Big, big fan. Nice. Good, good movie. Yeah. I think that's the first movie I watched Mark Wahlberg not be himself in a movie. Yeah. Haven't seen the movie, so. Oh, it's such such a good movie. And they're building up to do do a second one. Right. Well, I'll have to watch it. If this was movie soundtracks, you'd know I put National Treasure in there, but it's not (laughs) movie soundtracks. Yeah, no. Shut it down. Shut it down. Cut it out. Cut it out. La boule. La boule. No, no. We'll <laughs> save, save it for another. Save it for another tracklist takedown, guys. <laughs> save it for another one. All right. All right Danny, I'm round it out. Yeah. Round it uh, out, I'm guys. closing it out with um with the game that its its main theme plays almost the entire game, but you never get tired of it. Luigi's Mansion. Also nice. by um, Kazumi uh, Totaka and uh, is this yeah, is no this guy? Like, wait, can we just pause? Is this guy just like the goat of uh, no, Koji no, Kondo? No, no, that's Koji Kondo. Sorry, Koji Kondo is the goat. But Kazumi Totaka, I, now that I'm looking at what he's composed, he's composed a lot of Nintendo. Yeah. But Koji um, Kondo is the man. So, so could Koji Kondo was he like Michael Jordan and this other guy's like LeBron? Did, yeah, did Koji yeah, Kondo yeah, walk yeah. so that this other guy could run? Yeah, let's yeah, say that. Pretty, pretty much. But um, Koji Kondo is still goaded. He's, yeah. he's, he's, he's really the goat. I think he's one of the best composers. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's the goat. But, uh, okay. I, I digress. I digress. Luigi's yeah, Mansion. I digress. Luigi Mansion. The, the main theme to Luigi's Mansion when you're playing the game is almost always playing outside of when like you're fighting a ghost. You're just walking around, scared mm-hmm. Luigi. If it If it's dark, you've got like 
a string sec. If you're walking through a dark room and there could be ghosts, you've got a string section that's just like playing that, and it's you know, it's, it's really just got yeah. an intimidating uh, feel. And then when you're walking around areas that like the lights are on, it's just Lu- Luigi casually uh, whistling it. So like, mm-hmm. it's, it's just a lot of fun to listen to. And um, mm-hmm. and then and then sometimes Luigi will be humming it, going like. Yeah, it's and do that. Like, and th- there's just so many variations of one theme in the games, and I think it's a really good use of, of like one theme. They do so many takes on it, and every take you want to hear because it, it yeah. fits with the atmosphere. And th- I think that that game has a really great soundtrack, mm-hmm. or all three of them do. Great pick, Nick. I thought you had one more though. No, because I had uh, Halo, I had Tony Hawk, MVP 05, NCAA 06, and uh, no, I had Madden 05. I had, I had it as well. It's a track. I can, we can have no, the same songs. You gotta, no, pick another yes, one. You can't do yes, that. yes, yes, yes. No, we can have the same no. ones. Boo. All right, well, I'll just, I'll just pick another. You, you guys could double up. But I'll just pick, more. yeah, we yeah. could we could double up. I'll give a special shout out, honorable mention, I guess, to uh, Madden 04, because that was also a great Madden soundtrack. Yeah. So, but yeah. I was going to honorable mention uh, Ocarina of Time. I was talking to Danny about it. Oh, yeah. The yeah. Gerudo Valley song. The, the Gerudo Spanish Valley guitar. theme. Oh, Unbelievable. A, just, it's, Mike, Mike was trying to play it on guitar the other day. It's so hard. It's it's a tough song it's, to play. It's very challenging. You gotta, like, it's very hard to use your pick. You have to finger pick it to get the best speed. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of buns at finger picking it all. Yeah. Oh, um, another yeah. shout out. Um, Just the Animal Crossing series. Uh, yeah. I think the, that music is, is just really great background music as well. Like, I could throw on the Animal Crossing mm-hmm. uh, Wild World um, rainy music soundtrack mm-hmm. uh, and just get a bunch of work done. Another great soundtrack. Just the game just came out of Hogwarts Legacy. Very peaceful walking around Hogwarts listening to uh, – it's actually a lot of classical music, like 1600s. Uh, they got a lot of Beethoven and Mozart in that soundtrack, and it's kind of fun. It's really relaxing. Had to, you you had to sneak in a Hogwarts Legacy uh, well, mention at some point, didn't I already you? Beat the game. Oh, it's, mm. it's it's Harry Potter. Yeah, I mean, hey, come on. All right, sorry. Lego Lord of the Rings. Great soundtrack. <laughs> Lord of the, well, that's that's just John Williams. <laughs> oh, it's not John Williams. <laughs> John no, Williams. it's uh, what's his name? Um, Steve. No, what's his name? Howard Shore. Howard Shore. Yeah, Howard Shore is Lord of the Rings. Ah, either. Well, Howard Shore fucking nailed it. He did. Oh, man. All right, well, I think that we can uh, put a wrap on this episode. Um, Danny, thanks for joining. It was a pleasure. We'll have to have you on in the future. Uh, Glad you could join for a very uh, relevant topic to yourself. Um, (laughs) And, yeah, I guess... Let us know what you think of our uh, of our video game list. Um, if we missed any, probably did. We'll probably get crucified in the comments and whatnot. But uh, as always, make sure you like, subscribe on uh, to the Eight Tracks podcast on Spotify and Apple Music, and find us on Instagram. And uh, boys, it was uh, it was a pleasure. Thanks yes, for having fun. me, guys. It's a good time. It's always good. good. Always good having friends on. Always good having family on. Brings out a different uh, a different vibe when we get guests. Absolutely. 
All right. Well, enjoy your uh, Den Co concert this week, fellas. Make sure you come back with some good stories for the next episode and uh, <laughs> and sa- safe travels home as well. Looking forward yes, to seeing man. you guys on Friday. Yes, sir. Yep. All right. Take it easy, boys. See ya. See ya.